0: This is your other brother's podcast, sorta what's up, homies, welcome to the Corona Convo Cast, an extension of your other brothers, I'm your host, Tom, and we're a community navigating faith, homosexuality, masculinity, and coronavirus together. And y'all, I'm so excited to bring back, by popular demand, from at least two people. <laughs> wow. <laughs> someone someone who is just amazing. Hashtag blessed for life. It is our other brother from across the pond, Daniel. What's up, Daniel? He's and homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> homosexuals. Oh, that's probably a little risque for me if I would make that my new greeting. I like homies, but homosexuals, that, that has a nice... <laughs> <laughs> nice connotation to it because again we are all at home pretty much pretty much everybody so how are you doing Daniel how's it been the these two weeks of podcast fame how have you how have you been the last couple weeks
1: um uh, it's been fine you know I'm still here I'm still queer Um <laughs> taking a lot of naps binging a lot of shows I feel like I echo what you I think what you were saying the other day. I feel like I'm back to my high school years and college years, where I didn't have any friends, where I'm just I'm just at home
0: the whole day
1: with my computer.
0: Yeah. So it is very yeah no, it's very eerily reminiscent of high school college. You, you I'm glad I'm glad I'm not the only one who feels that way. And I'm sure there are people listening who also kind of feel like have I taken a step backward to where I like. Didn't go out as much or didn't have as friends or weren't as confident. I mean, I feel like we all have some sort of sense that we've stepped backwards, but hopefully forward in other ways. But
1: actually, thinking about that, I'm actually proud of myself because, because I can see a comparison of where I was and where I am now. And I could, I'm in the same scenario, but I'm such a different person. Like, I, I can cope better with life, with temptations, with, um, with anxiety. And so I'm just like, hmm, I,
0: I, even though it's the same, it's the same place, I've I've grown. Yeah, hopefully people have more tools in their toolbox, as they like to say, in uh, yeah, in therapy or in counseling, um, to be able to cope through something like this. Um, well, Daniel, right off the top, I wanted to commend you for one of the most extensive, like, well-researched and cited <laughs> blog posts that we've ever had. <laughs> on the website. Um, I didn't have it. Let me actually, let me pull it up. So I don't want to butcher the name of it because it's got a, like a, a lengthy name of it as well. But you wrote this blog post right now. We're, you know, obviously as of this recording, we're in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic and that's why we're doing these coronavirus convo casts is what I have called them. Um, but we also have a few coronavirus blog posts hitting, hitting the website during this during this time and so you wrote one called the coronavirus pandemic and the side b community's special role mm-hmm. in the church mm-hmm. and uh, it was really really great do you want to summarize it real quick because i feel like you could probably put better words to it than i could what 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 was what was the impetus for that um when you wrote it and put it together and, and put it out
1: yeah so i was thinking about it for for quite a while now like what so like coming from our for our last conversation like how is god using this coronavirus thing for his good and how is god using our sybenis genus whatever you call it for for uh for the good and how can we contribute to the church and i read this this article from the atlantic which i cited in in the 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 blog and it was saying how this um Almost idolization of the nuclear family, how it started because in my mind before I thought that it was just the thing since the beginning of time, but the article just opened my mind that it wasn't the thing nuclear detached yeah. nuclear families of of two two parents and two point five um, children aren't the thing um since the beginning, so it was just saying that since you know millennia um ago people lived in extended families and living in extended pa- families split the load between people the emotional load the financial load the physical load um and now um during this the start of the industrial revolution when factories opened people moved to the big cities to start their own um nuclear family and that's how the nuclear family model um started but also uh, also started the degradation of social support for people now um, with people you used to have support from their extended families from you know 12 like people or like a dozen people um, now they only have their spouse and all of the the all of the work that has been split for, for that ex- from that extended family is now just split into two people and from that it degraded to just single parents. And from that, it degraded to just people living living alone and so um, it also it also stated a, re- a really interesting thing that it the extended family model is making a comeback, but in a different way through um, LGBT chosen family circles with um, LGBT people um, you know being cast out of of their homes um, and stuff, and then finding their own home with fellow LGBT people to. For them to be able to support each other. Um, and so it said that it started in the eighties in San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. But then I was like, wait, this, this whole chosen family thing is very familiar. It's, it's biblical. I mean, Jesus started it. Um, it started when um, he, he was talking to um, some people and people were asking um, you, I think people were saying your mother is here. And then he said, who who do you think your mother and your brothers are? And he was just basically saying that your family is um the 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 people who um who believe in, in Christ. So basically you have a family of believers and then he put that into practical implementation when he asked his brobe his Brothe John to take care of his mother when he was um he was getting before he w- he got crucified. And so the Bible said that his mother lived with John ever since. And then we see this throughout the book of Acts, you know, with people um, spending, doing life together literally every day. The Bible said they worshiped, um, they worshiped together every day in the temple. They sold their possessions so that no one lacked anything. And for me, that's like a family. But our church culture now is very, very different. It's very far from being the relational. Type of church um, and being um, a family to each other, and so that just that just really piqued my interest. And so I I figured like, wait, I've 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 felt what it's like um, to be alone and to be out of that possible nuclear family model, being side being, being, being with um, the possibility of being single forever. Um, and i realized that the, the chosen family is is really is really an important thing and so we we as ib people can be the one who's um who's pioneering that and bringing that back again to to the church today so that's essentially what uh, the article is about
0: i was about to make a joke i was about to say thank you for reading your entire blog for us just now on the air <laughs> no that was
1: literally it's the longest (laughs) blog i've ever written i don't even know i i I was thinking should i publish this should i split it into two but like no i felt like i needed to put on put in all of these details and because it's really important it's really important to me and i've shared it to a couple of friends a couple of um, straight people non-straight people and i've gotten quite different um different reactions from it which is really really interesting um some of them um disagreed um coming from a straight person um so my friend he was like wait but like so he's uh, coming from a background that's um very much into extended families because he's kind of like asian descent um so extended families are still a thing so he couldn't relate to it but then a couple of days after he came back to me he was like Actually, I think, I think you're right. (laughs) Um, He just didn't see it because um, he was, he he just didn't, um, he just didn't realize it. But when he started reading the article and then seeing it in everyday life, um, he was like, maybe there's, there's something there and then i got the i get these reactions of of people who are like yeah i think you're right but they're they're demotivated it's like they've given up in that kind of model which is just so sad but but um most reactions were they were kind of like motivated okay let's do this
0: which is my goal you know you know like let's do this you guys <laughs> let's do this let's get these chosen families yeah it's really cool it's really cool to hear or to see that like the timeline the trajectory of everything cuz i think i've seen i read something at some point in the in the past i forget it was very similar to the article that that you referenced in the in the post um cuz i remember i remember a long time ago reading about something about the industrial revolution and how that really has altered family whatever mm-hmm. the concept of family is and households um it's it's changed it forever and that most of human history most of civilization was not this way we're living in the little part of the timeline that's like the size of your pinky nail and the rest of human history Mm. is lived in a completely different way societally and um and that's so interesting to me because on the one hand the industrial revolution i mean there's been so many positives to come from that to make our lives easier and to increase technology and um and to increase wealth and economies but but man, we have definitely—I feel like we have definitely lost something yeah. in the way the way we interact with one another, not only within biological families, but within communities, neighborhoods, clans, tribes, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And so, it's um, it's an interesting it's an interesting perspective, especially on the heels of we just had Marshall back on the show, our in our previous episode, and Marshall is um, living in a community of fifteen people. Who, I love who history. are not I <laughs> who are not blood related and get along and i don't know that they would use the word chosen family for for this community but the fact is that there are 15 not blood related people living in a in a place together and supporting one another and inviting the community in and contributing and so it's it's cool to see like yeah. there are there are monasteries there, there have been talks and whispers of <laughs> monasteries like coming making a comeback whether they're you know from a catholic persuasion or or like quote unquote Protestant monasteries, like there have been all kinds of yeah. uh, ideas tossed around in recent years within within the side B world, and 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 you know possibly outside of that as well. So, so I'm definitely interested to see like in the next couple of decades to see uh, if if people in our community kind of take this and run with it, um, and maybe maybe it changes the church and therefore civilization forever. We'll 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 have to wait and see
1: literally the first time i've I've, I've read his stories on the blog and seen um, his stories on the facebook group i was like you are not a real person (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when he was when he was talking about like you know he's the oldest um yobber and he's in his 60s but he's happy he's not lonely he's thriving i was like how like this person isn't real so i was very very curious so Um, the first our first annual retreat two years ago I was like I want to get to know more (laughs) of Marshall and so I flew into um, where he lived and I I stayed at his, his place for like for like a night before going to the retreat and then I met some of some of his housemates and heard their stories I was like okay I can see why I can see why he's not lonely I can see why he's thriving because he has this chosen family community around him that serve each other and he has such a servant heart and you could I could literally see it in in the house and I was like wow it, it was my first time um seeing that my eyes were 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 open to that kind of living situation because in my mind the ideal situation is you know to having a you know, having a spouse and having 2.5 kids and that's the pinnacle of happiness but according to the article that i stated as well in my blog like it's just another another battle after you, after you get married so like this this whole this whole uh, marketing technique that you know this is the pinnacle of happiness
0: actually after you get married that's another battle that yeah. you have to face as well yeah big big shout out lots of love to marshall we're just singing his praises (laughs) here today. Um, Yeah, it's pretty great. Marshall's great. And I, and there are several older people in our community too. They may not be living in 15 people homes, but I see a lot of thriving older people in our community, Mm. whether they're married or widowed or single. um, I see a lot Mm. of, a lot of encouragement for me. And um, that's what one of the, I have lots of things obviously that I love about Yob, about your other brothers, this community, but Um, But that's definitely one, the fact that we are a generationally diverse community. And um, Mm, obviously there's a lot of young people, blogs, podcasts, social media tend to draw a lot of younger people, but um, we've been so blessed to have a a good contingency of, or a good contingent of older people as well. And um, to see people living, living well, doesn't mean it's easy. doesn't mean all the struggles have evaporated after 50, 60, Mm. 70 years, but, but like, I know at least one or two who are like incredibly intentional about mentoring younger people in the church um younger people who also may experience same-sex attraction or or not but Mm. like just to see to see a level of intentionality when when people get older is super encouraging to me and i'd like to think that i could uh, whether i ever get married or not that i could um still have a fruitful abundant life in my 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 later years when the sun when the sun is beginning to set on my life that it'll it can still be exciting, full and just full of lots of love. So um so yeah, we'll see running to version 50. I'm sure by then <laughs> I'll have like lots more, yeah, lots more road trips and adventures, extensive ones that take months and years to complete for sure. <laughs> so I look forward to that. I
1: mean, you still haven't visited me here. It's so. true. I have a
0: I absolutely still have a European backpacking like summer excursion somewhere inside of me. I don't know when that's gonna happen. I don't know when. I mean, I honestly, Daniel, I'm so excited to get on a plane again. It's like something so simple, but I I just it's I'm gonna be so grateful every second of walking through security and taking off my shoes (laughs) and waiting forever to get on the plane and sitting next to an overweight person who breathes loudly, or I'm just going to be so grateful for that. I can't wait for that to happen. You know, that's one
1: interesting thing that I was observed about uh, Americans during this pandemic season. Um, You are, I love that you're just so obsessed with your freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Like it, you, like I saw videos of, you know, people protesting on the streets during lockdown about opening the um the state again or or whatever and i was like whoa you don't see that anywhere else
0: yeah
1: um you don't see protests like that anywhere else people are just okay we're just going to stay home but americans just like give us our freedom <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we we get a little we get a little agitated when we feel like our freedom across the board is being threatened or or squeezed upon so we uh yeah i don't know it's it's whatever how are in our remaining minutes, how are things in the UK? Because I know last time we had you, um, like your prime minister had gotten the virus and went into the I, ICU. Yeah. And I feel like the UK, there's, it's, it's really interesting how all, all the countries of the world are like a week or two behind each other. And so like we mm. were behind Italy and Italy was behind China and South Korea. And now the UK was behind the US. And so, so what's just the general vibe or what's happening in the UK right now? Anything, any updates? I mean... I mean,
1: honestly, I don't like, I don't like looking at the news anymore because it's just like, it's just the yeah. same thing. Um, they've extended our lockdown period until May the 4th okay. and they said that they're going to start, um, they're going to start human trials of the vaccine tomorrow. So um, hopefully that will, um, that will go somewhere. But other than that, I'm not really, I'm not really looking at the news. I'm just looking at. TikTok, I'm looking at memes. I'm looking at. Uh, there goes. I think we're on we're, <laughs> Netflix. Disney. We're like Pop. building
0: a streak of convo cast episodes where TikTok is mentioned in some capacity. We've been we've been talking <sighs> the TikTok for several episodes now, and I'm I'm all here for it. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a good coping. It is. Something. It honestly is. Like I. I make it it's one of my favorite this is so sad. It's one of my favorite parts of my day where I could I could spend hours on TikTok. I'm that entertained by it. It's so creative and fun. But I designate like a 30 45 minute block um, in the evenings where I just will scroll and scroll and scroll and and watch these things and feel so entertained and and feel just like like so grateful to be part of humanity, you know? Like <laughs> <laughs> Feels, That's why it's called TikTok. And when I watch, I'm in my living room where I have this literal ticking clock on my wall. And so I the, the clock is tick tocking <laughs> while I TikTok on my phone. It's pretty great.
1: <laughs> but it's actually it's actually really smart because um so I don't even have an account because I don't want to make an account. But you you can like scroll through like videos on the home feed and it knows what kind of videos do oh, you yeah. like? So it's going to show you, it's it's just an infinite loop of the videos that you consume more. And it's so, it's creepy in a way <laughs> because some videos don't even have hashtags or don't even have descriptions,
0: but it shows the video yeah. to you. Um, so computer vision is is really creepy. It's super curated. Yeah, the more you use it, the more you like certain things. I've definitely noticed that one. Like ap- after the second or third uh go around on tiktok i was like huh it's showing me a lot of the things that i've already liked that's interesting it just kind of starts to filter toward you and which is both great and creepy yeah. and threatening threatening to my freedom so i don't know i might might have to protest <laughs> <laughs> with my fellow American but hey professor. that's how
1: i found Yab. actually in my instagram in my instagram yeah. Explore, explore yeah feel.
0: absolutely yeah
1: feel <laughs> Um, I, I, don't know what it was tracking, but it showed up a job post and I was like, what is this? <laughs> and I clicked on the profile and I clicked on, um, the website and I was, hooked. and now, I was and now hooked. you're on
0: a podcast for the second time. What a, what a journey it's been for you.
1: Can you believe?
0: Can you believe? Um, yeah, it's, it's great. Isn't the internet great y'all <laughs> don't answer that. It is. It's also not, but it is. Um, well, Daniel, thank you for being here today. This is so great. I'm glad we got to talk about your blog post because yeah, it was one of the highlights of Yab um, certainly during this coronavirus, but even in recent memory, it's one of my, yeah, one of my favorite things we, we have put out. So thank you for taking the time not only to write about it, but to come on and talk about it.
1: Well, I hope y'all read all the three thousand words that's in it. <laughs>
0: yes, space it out. Make sure you got some snacks, some drinks to sustain you throughout the reading of of Daniel's blog. I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it though. Yeah, super informative and super, uh, hopefully encouraging to the future.
1: And comment down below and share me your thoughts because I've heard a lot of different, diverse Absolutely. thoughts, and I love hearing yes comment
0: on our site comment on this podcast comment anywhere send daniel an email you could do all kinds of things um if you're interested in checking it out or anything we do at your other brothers you can go to yourotherbrothers.com and you can follow us on all the socials including tiktok which we've yet to post on
1: i thought you already posted
0: one no not the your other brothers i have my own tiktok but the your other brothers tiktok is still Oh. very blank probably for good reason we'll we'll keep it blank until there's a reason to post it. <laughs> but you can get ahead of the curve if you want to follow us you can go ahead and follow us at your other bros um so that's going to do it for this episode of the combo cast remember y'all you are not alone even the sparrow stays at home so stay home but stay connected and daniel uh yeah it's good good to cross the ocean with you once again thanks for being here
1: thanks for inviting me again.
0: You are so welcome. Y'all have a great rest of your day and we'll be back very soon for another Corona ConvoCast. See y'all. Bye-bye.